Welcome to B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. Meet Bonnie. She's from Oklahoma. Where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. A meteorology major and loves to chase. Meet Bobby. He's from Oregon. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got it, boss. Oregon AMS vice president and a former TV weather producer. It's B Squared. Let's talk weather. Welcome into B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby from Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. Bonnie, Merry Christmas. The last time we talked was just a couple days before Christmas. Tell me how your Christmas was. Uh, My Christmas was really good. Um, Spent it with some friends and my sister and just, you know, did, did a bunch of stuff. Christmas Eve, did a gift exchange with some friends. And then um, Christmas morning had breakfast with my sister. Um, Christmas evening, went over to another friend's house, had dinner and drank wine and whatever. And that particular friend got me a big box of bonbons. Uh-oh. So, which is funny because like my nickname is Bonbon. And so it's, that was the point was to get the bonbons for Bonbon. So I gotcha. Yeah. Um, so that, that was good. They're still sitting in my kitchen though. I can only eat like one a day cause oh my goodness, but they're so good. Bonbons will make Bonbon sick if she goes more than one a day. <laughs> if I go Bonbon crazy. <laughs> right. Well, that's good. I'm glad. Um, I was in central Oregon. Uh, the family made the pilgrimage over the Cascade Mountains, so I'm in the Portland area. And three of the last four years, we have gone to Sun River, and we've actually rented out the same house uh, all three years I've been there. Officially this year, I think we've outgrown the actual house, so we'll probably have to find another one just because the family's expanded. We've added, obviously, my uh, young nephew, Kingston, and it was great just to spend time with the entire family. My brother got married a couple weeks ago. His wife's family lives in the area, so it was great to see everybody over there. But, Bonnie, I had a white Christmas, which was absolutely fantastic. I wasn't sure it was going to happen. Uh, I looked at the forecast days in advance, and they were like, eh, there's a slight chance of some snow. And three days before we went, they kind of issued like a winter storm warning saying, hey, this could possibly happen. You could get anywhere from like three to eight inches of snow. And, you know, I was kind of worried. I'm like, OK, I got to drive over the pass separate from my family. They all went on Saturday when we taped our last episode. I went the next day and I had no issues going over the pass. Uh, it was snow. And there was snow on the road, but it wasn't too bad. I mean, I didn't have to use chains. I just drove pretty slow. Everything worked out great. So finally got to Sun River and there was a little bit of snow on the ground already from the night before. And they were like, okay, the big storm's coming in tomorrow on Christmas Eve. So that's going to kind of be, you know, the shot that everybody expects. And again, anywhere from three to eight inches, maybe more, depending if you get stuck under a heavy shower, that type of thing. Well, lo and behold, I barely slept that night. I was so hyped to see the snow. I actually did a bunch of Facebook live videos. Um, into the wee hours of the morning waiting for the snow to fall. And finally we got a snow shower. It's like, oh, check this out. It's snowing and it's kind of sticking, but not. So officially we had a trace like between 1 and 2 a.m. I barely slept, was up at 7 a.m. Looked at the forecast. They had issued um, kind of a revision saying, all right, more snow's on the way. And we think, again, anywhere from 3 to 8 inches. And so I just waited and waited and waited. And I was dog tired and I ended up driving into the city of Bend with my mom on Christmas Eve. Uh, It's about a 30 minute drive uh, from where we were staying in Sun River. 
And, you know, it was snowing pretty good at the time uh, we left, maybe an inch on the ground in Sun River, but it's melting pretty quick on the roads. Snowed almost all the way into the city of Bend at a lower elevation and then turned to rain snow mix and then all rain. So did the errands and then came back to Sun River. And like I said, I was just exhausted. So I decided to take a nap. Well, I apparently slept through the heaviest of the snow showers because when I woke up, we had four and a half inches of snow on the ground. Wow. So it was fantastic. Uh, continued to snow throughout the day. We ended up, I think, with about five to six inches, depending on where you were in the community, which is fantastic. Um, yeah. And every time I've been there, it's always been snow. But the last two times that we went, the amount of snow was on the ground already several feet. So, you know, you had to come through and plow all the roads and... It looked cool, but this time, you know, a little bit of snow had fallen already, but not a whole lot. So it still looked like, you know, you could tell where all the roads were. You could tell where all the driveways were. But after the five inches fell, you know, it was really pretty. And so I was happy. And so we had a snow shower early, early Christmas morning. So it actually was an official white Christmas. We did get snow showers uh, throughout the day on Christmas. So that was really cool. Uh, Got some cool presents here and there, but uh, it was great to get away and great to spend time with the family. Well, that sounds amazing. We had a very mild Christmas. It was like sunny, highs in the 50s. I mean, we were sitting out on the back patio Christmas day in the evening. We were sitting out on the back patio of a friend's house drinking wine, ended up getting in the hot tub. Like it was like pleasant weather. Like it wasn't too cold. It wasn't hot. It wasn't snowy. It was kind of lame. I'm just going to say it. But I mean, it's fine. It was nice to have a a good regular Christmas. Right. You know, and, and you know, don't, don't get this, you know, take this the wrong way. I love having a white Christmas. It's for me, it's kind of the cool thing to do. Right. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's nice to be 55 and sunny and, you know, warm. Um, yeah. I'm not going to complain about that. If I, if it is 55 and sunny, great. I don't want it to be like 39 and rain. Cause you're so yeah. close to that cutoff point. We're like, Oh, if it's just a couple degrees colder, we would have snow. Or if it was just a couple degrees warmer, you know, it'd be pretty pleasant. So I will take the snow and I will take your situation. We also had a hot tub and I spent plenty of time in the hot tub. Um, there's nothing more crazy than sitting in the hot tub while snow is accumulated on your head. So <laughs> that's always fun. It's weird and random. But if you have not had the chance to experience, I say try it once because just so you can say, you know, I was in the hot tub and snow still accumulated on my head. Amazing. Right. So I had posted on our Facebook page earlier this week and on our Instagram accounts that when I went over the Cascade Mountains, uh, we saw, you know, kind of a rain shadow effect. Or if Mm -hmm. you want, you know, um, wind comes up over a mountain range and then it descends on the windward side, then descends on the leeward side. And obviously you get less precipitation as the air descends and it warms. Well, I got to see this firsthand. When I crossed over the Cascade Mountain Range, when you drive from or uh, Western Oregon into Central Oregon, halfway down through the state around the Salem area, you take highways 22 and 20. Highway 20 takes you up over the pass, highest point in the Cascade Range at Santiam, and then you drop down into Central Oregon. There's a place called Black Butte Ranch, which is another resort community in Central Oregon, and I stop there every time I'm in the in the area it's a place that i've gone on vacation it's a place that i love dearly has a lot of sentimental meaning to me but it's also a great place to watch weather snow in the winter and thunderstorms in the summer it's hard to beat the area because they get a lot of action so i had pulled off 
at Blackbeat Ranch and had looked out back to the coaster or the Cascade Mountains, and lo and behold, it's bright blue sunshine. And I had just wow. come through in a pretty intense snow shower, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to wait here, and I put a camera up, and I'm like, I'm going to get a, a GoPro shot and a time lapse of this. I want to see the snow shower follow me from the Cascades over the ranch. Mm-hmm. And the 30 minutes I was there, it never happened. And then it clicked. I understand why. Bonnie, it was a downslope effect where the wind was coming up over the Cascades, had crested, and then coming back down the downside of it, the leeward side, where the air was descending, drying out, and warming up. Mm-hmm. The temperature had gone from 27 degrees at the summit to 41 where I was. And this is the less than four or five miles. Yeah. So a pretty cool effect. So I'm sitting there and I'm just like, oh, this makes total sense. So it was really cool to watch these clouds roll off the cascades, come toward me, but then completely dissipate. And I was like, oh, this is meteorology in action. This is such a great world, like testament to like the fact that this actually phenomenon is proven. And to sit there and watch it with your own eyes was absolutely incredible. I love that. I love when stuff like that happens, when it's like, you're like, I have seen this diagram in a textbook and here it is happening in front of my face. Right. And it it, it was just, it was so cool to see. And the funny part that to me, and this was twofold, and I didn't put this part in the picture just because I thought just this one phenomenon was enough for today. So (laughs) when you're standing at this ranch, the reason why it's called Blackfeet Ranch is there is a cinder cone volcano on the other side of the highway called Black Butte. And this is an ancient volcano from, you know, hundreds of thousands of years ago. And it's dormant, but it's a very tall, prominent, you know, feature that you see in central Oregon. Now, the air has come down off the Cascades. It's drying out. It's warming. However, then you have this volcano that's several thousand feet tall. And you look at the top of it, and there's a cap cloud sitting over top of it. And you're like, huh, that's really strange. And again, it's the exact same principle now reversed. The air has come down off the Cascades. It's hit this volcano. It now has to go back up. So when air hits it, goes up, what does it do? It cools. It condenses, creates a cloud. Cloud gets too saturated and you get precip. The entire top of Black Butte is now covered in snow, but also shrouded in this cap cloud so it was cool to see this effect basically squeezed into two parts within a five mile span and again my mind was just totally blown i was like i know i need to keep driving i got another hour and 10 minutes to go to sun river but i just want to sit here and watch this because this is really really cool right like and it's just it's i wish that was stuff that we see but we have zero mountains we have zero elevation of any kind around here so yeah, it's crazy how mountains and volcanoes really, really impact weather. It's true. And cra- create crazy phenomenon like that. It is. And, you know, I will say that you guys get the benefit of having the more severe weather. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's the trade-off, obviously. And, again, we're weather geeks, so we, we call it a trade-off. But, you know, just to, to watch this in effect happen was just awesome. And I was just like, oh, man, I wish Bonnie was here to see this because this is really cool. And I can't put into words you know, effectively enough how that this is, you know, is textbook what happens. And so that was really, really cool. But when you look at just the way that the air moves and how it interacts with the land, 
you know, it truly is something different because like you said, you guys are, are pretty flat in Oklahoma. Yes, you have rolling hills and yes, you have some quote unquote mountains as you get up toward Arkansas <laughs> and move toward Missouri. But with that said, I mean, air still is moving around. You guys are at a higher, you know, altitude in Oklahoma City than I am in Portland. So you guys are closer, you know, to a different level of the atmosphere. But yeah. You guys have more potential energy in the atmosphere at any given time than we do, just because we're for, you know closer to the closer to the surface of the ocean or to, you know sea level, quote unquote. So you know there's the trade off there. But man, it was great just to see textbook. It was really cool. If you guys want to see the photo, it's on our Facebook page. It's also on our Instagram page um, at Weather Podcast and then B Squared Weather on Facebook. Uh, go check it out. It's really cool. And um, you know with some of the cool Christmas stuff I got for my GoPro. Uh, it's my mission to go out and capture some of the stuff a lot better in the very near future and share it with you guys because I'm passionate about it. Bonnie's passionate about it and we want to, you know, bring you guys along because that's the really cool stuff. And that's why we do this podcast. Exactly. And, you know, you mentioned that we get the severe weather and the day after Christmas, we got the severe weather. Um, we, it, it was worse in Texas, um, but we got a little bit. We had a pretty significant line come through probably around 8 or 8.30 Wednesday night. Mm -hmm. The entire day was cold raining, like cold raining all day long, cloudy, everything. So sun never came out. And so I kind of thought, okay, well, this is probably going to kill how severe any weather's going to get this evening. Right. Um, but it didn't. And it's because different – you don't need what you need during the spring – to get severe weather during the winter. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's just Oklahoma weather's bananas, but we got a nice little line. It was a really tiny thin line, but it packed a serious punch. It finally came through and man, that gust front, when it came through, those winds were 50, 60 miles an hour. I mean, trash cans were blowing over and that was the main thing was the wind. And we had, um, quite a bit of flooding in the area, Norman floods, like nobody's business. So of course, all those typical spots have been flooded around here. We picked up like two to four inches. Wow. And I saw somebody, I think it was one of our news meteorologists posted that if it had been a little colder, this precip would not have been rain. It would have been snow. And the amount of rain that we got equated to 25 inches of snow. <laughs> That is insane. That is insane. Right? right? And then that night, a blizzard started in the panhandle of Oklahoma. Unbelievable. And this same storm system caused a blizzard like in Kansas and Nebraska and stuff like that, but also tornado watch down in Texas. And so to me, that is just what I love about big weather systems that are that cover the whole country like that is how right. it's just you can see where the temperature's changing throughout this storm system. Because it just changes what the storm is doing. Is it putting down snow? Is it putting down a blizzard? Is it putting down freezing rain? Putting down tornadoes? And honestly, I didn't hear of any reports in Texas of any tornadoes. If there were any, they were probably itty-bitty and short-lived. But they were in a tornado watch. A lot of Texas was in a tornado watch for a good part of Wednesday. Yeah, one of, so. my, uh, one of my mom's really good friends and a good family friend of mine, uh, had actually asked me on Facebook, they're like, hey, we're in a tornado watch. What do we do if we get a tornado? I'm like, well, one, identify where 
the lowest part of your house is or wherever you're staying. If you have a storm shelter, obviously that's your first choice. Second choice, make sure it's an interior room away from windows, structurally sound, you know, have some blankets and pillows in there. You know, if you have helmets, wear those. And they post it the next day, hey, you know, nothing ever materialized, but thanks for the heads up. So again, winter tornadoes are awesome. And, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that you guys, you know, were that close to snow, this is going to be a totally random question for you and it might throw you for a loop. In the Pacific Northwest, and this is going to probably be different in the Midwest, generally our ratio of precip of rain to snow is for every tenth of an inch of melted rainwater equates to basically one inch of snow. Is that what I've been taught is kind of like the standard across the board amount. So if you're saying if you have two to four inches of rain, and I'm doing the math in my head, that's roughly you know two feet of snow on the lower end. So I'm guessing because it was such heavy rain, your number would have been like for every tenth of an inch of rain, it would have been one to two inches of snow, possibly probably three or four at that amount. Because if you're looking at, you know, an inch of rain could equate to up to 25 inches of snow, man, that's a lot of that's a lot of moisture in snow. One and two, that would cause an absolute nightmare. Yeah, it would have. And that cold air only needed to come further south a little bit. Like, yeah. you know. So it it could have been crazy, but I'll tell you, I don't really know what our typical rain to snow ratio is. And I'll tell you right now, that that whole concept to me is so, it's a little hard for me to understand. It's just like, it's crazy. And I never thought of it that way, but it's, snow is mostly dust. Mm -hmm. It's true. (laughs) With just a little tiny bit of moisture frozen on it. And so like... It, the concept makes sense, but it just kind of blows my mind how it's not a direct conversion. Sure. And, you know, l- l- let's just quickly jump into it first. If somebody's like, what do you mean it's just dust? Okay. In order for snow to form or anything to form within a cloud, you need something for the, you know, the nuclei or, you know, the precip to attach to, right? Because rain yeah. just doesn't pop out of everywhere. You have to have a substance, something physical for it to form around. So, so when you're drinking the raindrops, just know that that's ash, dust, skin particles, whatever's up in yes, the atmosphere. Exactly. <laughs> and and please don't, please don't, you know, all of a sudden be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I used to catch snowflakes on my tongue as a kid. It, it, the amount of whatever it is, is so incredibly small that it will not hurt you. Yeah. Okay. I mean, this is not acid rain. We're not saying don't go out and, you know, avoid rain at all costs. It's a minute particle. It's probably, you know, a millionth of the size of a human hair. Yeah. So oh, it, yeah. It's so tiny. It's just something for that precipitation to grab onto. Exactly. Exactly. And so a snowflake, obviously rain is melted snow. I mean, that's that's very common and that's very well known. And that's standard meteorology from start to finish. Yes. You know, and hail is the same thing. It's something frozen that is attached to something. You know, but but let it be a particle of dust or whatever. So (laughs) you're right. The conversion is different everywhere you go. I was just saying the standard one that I've been taught from the Northwest is for every tenth of an inch of rain forecasted precip would equate to one inch of snow. And again, it varies from, you know, up or down on that scale, depending on how much available moisture is there in the atmosphere. Because obviously we have different snows here like sometimes it's a drier snow and sometimes it's a more wet compact snow so it really is like you said just however much moisture is in the atmosphere and 
which so it just it's just like snow's been more complicated than just hey it's snow exactly. it's like there's a whole it's a whole you know complicated web <laughs> it's really it's it's fascinating though i mean it's one of those things yeah. where you just look at it and you're like okay how much available moisture is there and if it yeah. were to fall snow would it be wet heavy snow or the dry light fluffy stuff I will say this real quick, and I don't want to get off on a tangent, but there's nothing that drives me more crazy than that light, fluffy snow that it's really cold and it's somewhat windy and it just kind of blows around. It doesn't really accumulate anywhere. That's the one that really yeah. pisses me off. Right. It, it's useless. Like, go away. Like, it's pretty, but it's just like, come on. If you're going to blow, <laughs> blow hard and we want you know it to accumulate and actually Let's have do some something. Action, well, exactly. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of action, you guys look like you're going to get back into it. What do you guys have coming forecast wise? Well, it's been freaking freezing for the past few days. Like, I mean, just so cold and kind of windy. And so that cold wind is just cutting right through you. So that's fun. Um, but we're supposed to be getting a little bit of rain. Um, well, maybe a little more than a little bit of rain uh, overnight tonight. Could be a little bit of freezing rain, but nothing crazy. Um, and a big major cold front is supposed to come in New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, and we're looking at snow, but I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know how much, and they're not talking about it a lot, and I think it's because of the last time we talked about snow, so everyone's just kind of tiptoeing around it right now, so so I think we're kind of a wait and see at this point to see what we're going to, what we're going to get or not get. Gunshy forecasting is never fun. No, no. And, and, and the thing is, is, you know, they don't want to be, they just want to talk freely about it. But it's like, after the last time, it's like, it's truthfully the public keeping people sure. from wanting to say anything. Sure. And I will say this, you know, coming from the newsroom background that I have, when you put a snowflake in the forecast, everybody mm -hmm. sees it and everybody yeah. wants to know, all right, how much when, you know, is it really going to happen? Is it not going to happen? So I don't blame them that they are taking it easy and taking it from, you know, a step back point of view. But, you know, for your sake, I hope you get it because I think that'd be awesome. Right. We deserve a little something. And I'll tell you, it snowed yesterday. It snowed and nothing accumulated anywhere. It was just little flurries, but it was happening. And I was like, yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, some action. I, so. I love it. Well, out here in uh, Portland, the Pacific Northwest, it's boring. It's dull. Uh, we had a little system move through yesterday, and it brought some wind, which was cool, and some rain, and then it was gone. Um, we are going to have our temperatures in the upper 20s uh, for lows to the mid-30s for lows. We are going to progressively warm up. Uh, today's high was, I think, like 44. Over the next few days, we're going to be in the mid to upper 40s. Might even crack 50 by the time we get into the weekend. So it's dull. It's boring. Like I said, there's not a lot happening. Uh, a lot of rain's going to come through. We're going to build the mountain snowpack, which we need. But uh, it doesn't look like there's any lowland snow opportunity uh, in the next 15 days if you look at the models. So a lot of people here, I know that we're you know, less than three weeks into winter. Uh, we're a month into meteorological winter. A lot of people are ready to stick a fork in it and say that our lowland snow chances are done. So we shall see. I'm not one of those guys yet. However, last year I did say that I put a fork in winter about mid-January. And uh, within three weeks we had two snow events. So I might have to do that again and pull out the, <laughs> pull out the reverse curse and uh, make it happen. 
You know, and that's, that's the same here. Like, we really can't rule anything out. We had one year where we had a small ice storm in April. Like, it got cold enough and the rain, and we had tree limbs down, power, li- power lines down, a few wrecks because of ice in the month of April. So, I mean, really, <laughs> Oklahoma does not abide by meteorological winter, spring, summer. Oklahoma climate does not care about man's rules right. or dates. Oklahoma <laughs> climate is Oklahoma climate. Right. There's, there's a t-shirt idea right there that we should make. Yeah. <laughs> our climate is our climate and does what our climate wants to do. Right. That's And we just try to keep up. <laughs> exactly right. We just try and forecast. Don't blame us. Right. It's not us. It's Oklahoma. <laughs> well, Bonnie, as we say goodbye to 2018 and hello to 2019 again, so I want to say thank you to everybody out there. We do this podcast for you guys because we want to share our passion for meteorology and I'm super thankful that I get to do this with Bonnie. She's a rock star of a person. Um, she knows more about weather than I do, and that is fantastic. So that's why you know we we get her opinion because she knows what she's talking about. So Bonnie, I'm gonna wish you a happy new year. Uh, can't wait to jump into 2019 with you. It's gonna be a lot of fun, and uh, we got some cool stuff coming to the podcast. So uh, I'm really excited. Yes, me too. It's it's gonna be good, and everybody have a really safe New Year tomorrow. Um, you know, Uber, Lyft you know, keep up with that. Yes. Be Um, safe. But but we will, uh, we'll definitely talk to you guys soon in the new year. I am Bobby from Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. And we will talk to you guys next week right here on B squared, your weekly weather podcast. Talk to you next year.